like those five courageous dinosaurs from the movie, we're back. Yeah. Welcome to your Friday edition of Geektainment Weekly here on NRM Streamcast. And we are ready to rumble. We missed you last week. We were at the yeah. wonderful C2E2 in Chicago. Hopefully they missed us, too. If they didn't, then for shame... For shame, Internet. I am one of your hosts, Andy Bisha. If you want to go ahead and hit us up on the Twitter, that's at GT Weekly Podcast. Or you want to give us a call, that's 844-999-9249. Yeah, and Corey's not here this week, so you don't have to talk to that guy. Corey's not here. So you don't have to worry about talking to him if you call in. That's right. And joined with me, as always, is the illustrious and the Yokiro Taco Bell dog, Ian Benzman. Yokiro Taco Bell. Yeah, so you got a little, little Taco Bell drink. Yes, yeah, I went to Taco Bell. I got Taco That's Bell for right. lunch. We are not sponsored by Taco Bell. But, but we could be. But we'll take I your money. going to get McDonald's. And joining us to the left is Ruining Ronald himself, spots. Cole Seeger. Fuck you, man. You, you said you said McDonald's, man. I'm sorry. Uh, oh That's what boy. they called me in middle school. Really? Yes. Oh, am I, dr- am I drudging up bad memories? I'm so no, sorry. No, no, there, there was a worse one. Um, they called me Bozo the Clown. I was called Muffins from, like, freshman year to, like, two years ago. So I, you got nothing. Look, I know we curse on this show, but I can't say some of the stuff I was called. That's just kind of sad. Well, you know, but that's life. But hey, we're not here to talk about bummers. No No, bummers. We are not. We are here to talk about all the crazy things going on in our favorite country. No, 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 no. Our favorite country is Japan. No, 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 no. no, no, Sorry, Canada. Yeah, please. But we don't have Canada. Yeah, no, we don't have any Canada news today, Uh, unfortunately. But we have some fantastic Chinese news. Um, A sporty grandpa practices leopard fitness. In leopard suit every day, leopard fitness. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think we, I think we got the, uh, we got the video uh, playing somewhere. Um, Freaking, there we go. Yeah, you got it. This is, this is a thing someone actually does. Mi Yorin, a 68-year-old pensioner from Jinan, China, loves nothing more than to put on a tight leopard costume with tail and pointy ears and practice a fitness routine based on, based on something he created himself, based on the movements of the athletic feline. Yeah. I, I love the fact that he included a tail into it. Base. I mean, you gotta be, it's, you gotta commit. I guess, you gotta, yeah. gotta fully commit. Well, Black Panther doesn't have a tail. Yeah, but that's different. That's different. <laughs> he's not He's not pretending to be a Black Panther. He is using the Black he Panther Black as his Panther. icon. Yes. It's like, um, yeah. What is this grandpa know? doing? I mean, he's, no, it's great. he's going fast. I will um, say, I am, I am impressed. So he's done this for 18 years. And he, um, he, he's in great shape. Um, the reason why I created leopard-style fitness is that I was curious about the African leopards chasing antelopes when I watched Animal World, uh, Animal Word on TV. Me, Yorin, told Rupley TV, I do leopard fitness in the squares and park wherever I go and people like me very much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just look at this guy. He looks happy. Yeah. And all the people around so him watching him do it look happy, too. He started doing it. When he was 50. Yeah. And he's 68 now. Yeah. And he's still as spry, okay. spry as a kitten. He's spry as a kitten. Well. This reminds me of a story I heard uh, coming from uh, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Wolverine, who there's a guy who would just jog around in Milwaukee 
and he did his hair and he had his beard exactly like Wolverine from the comics. <laughs> and like for years, it'd be like you'd see stuff on the internet just like Wolverine, uh, Milwaukee Wolverine <laughs> spotted or whatever. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, god, this guy is fantastic. I mean, that Wolverine thing's funny, but you can see that at Comic-Con. You don't see this at Comic-Con. I, well, I let did. me tell you. Yeah. I saw a Jaguar costume. Ow! Yeah, but was the Ow! guy in the Jaguar Ow! costume doing that? Ow! Oh my no. god. Oh yeah. my god, this is not recommended by the American Association of Chiropractors, apparently. Jeez. Is it? It might be. It might be. Maybe it's the new phase that's going to sweep the world. Oh, it's in China now. And once we become one with the leopard, we will see their plight through the causes of humanity. Those look like legitimately good exercises, though. Like, oh, I mean, the guy's he's sixty-eight and running ow, around like a cat. They yeah. must work. Yeah, uh, I um, guess so. Whatever keeps yeah. you spry and young. Yeah. So you know, going from China back to Japan, we got a Japan one. This one's pretty great. It's it reminded me a little bit of a. If they did a triple X version of that Black Mirror episode where they're riding the bicycles. Um, yeah. So the headline of this article is Japanese porno power. Japan is putting to work the 40% of the nation's male population who remain virgins watching porn as they ride bicycles to generate power. Huh? Uh, yeah. The men will wear virtual reality headsets packed with softcore porn while they pedal. Um, they're calling it a new clean energy. <laughs> Um, dubbed the White Day Illumination Shining with Virgin-Produced Electricity. So, so, so it's literally big dick energy. Yes, essentially. <laughs> essentially. Um, the stunt was held on a busy Tokyo street. <laughs> Every Tokyo street what? is busy. <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Oh, even better. Um, we White proposed Day, the world's first system of extracting energy from video. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So they ride their bikes yeah. would power. Yeah, they collect power when they're riding okay. their bikes while they watch porn. Yeah, but how much power does it take to play the porn? It's on the headset, so it's like a battery or something. Well, I know that. I'm just. I saying, would assume that they're okay. generating more power no. by pedaling than they are by using I the headsets to I, watch the porn. No, because okay, did you when you were a kid? Did you ever have like one of those little generators you'd put on your bike, and when your tire spun? It spun the little generator, no. and then I had one when I delivered papers. And you put it on your t- your bike, and it, it spins the wheel when your tire moves, and it generates light for your your headlamp, right? Okay. It barely did enough to do that. Yeah, but that, I that highly. Was, but doubt. these are probably bikes specifically made to tie into a energy grid type device thingy. Hey, they're getting exercise. What's the big deal? Uh, yeah, oh my God! The, the company they're asked, breaking even at like, least. The company asked specifically for virgins because they have spurted energy that oh. has nowhere else to go. <laughs> oh my God! It's like it's like Japan knows. Like oh, oh the, my God. The, 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 I can see the Japanese Council of Health is just like. Oh, what good publicity stunts can we do today? Oh my god. I've got it. Virgins pedaling bikes watching <laughs> porno. I mean, you've they, done it again. They have, they have a valid point. Their energy is not going anywhere else. So, you know, They're being more Yeah, because if you're not if you're not having sex, you can't do anything else. No, hey, obviously, hey, if you're not having sex, hey. you're just sitting at home by yourself. That's the whole thought behind Unlike this. Unlike incels, they're making the world a better place. <laughs> this gives a whole new meaning to like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> um, speaking of Goodbye, bunnies, Sean. speaking of nice bunnies, no, that was a segue. No, no, <laughs> I'm just saying. This is 
Rabbit hole. No, no. Yes, literal rabbit hole. Because now we're going to talk about Benedict Cumberbunnies. Oh, no. Yeah, they're chocolate Benedict Cumberbunnies, and they're here to traumatize your Easter. Um, Made in his horrifying visage. No, it's great. They're like, because they're actual bunnies, but instead of a rabbit head, it's just, there's Benedict Cumberbatch. And they, they have, like, white chocolate ones and, like... It, they are pretty eerily terrifying. It, it looks like something like a like a bust you put on like a headstone or something. Right, or it looks like like you know thirty years from now Benedict Cumberbatch has transcended Hollywood and has become a god, and this is his statue. A chocolate bunny god. Yeah, chocolate bunny god. Mm. I am enough. so confused. I, I mean, by how the do world. you go from on Easter? How do you go from death and resurrection to chocolate bunnies, colored eggs? Uh, uh, Thank you, and I'm the Jew in the room, so. Look, you know. look, I don't, I mean, okay, oh. so, okay, here, history lessons time. Yes, a the, lot, the Jesus, the, the, I didn't G- know about Jesus, this, didn't make it in the Jesus Bible, but Jesus out. used to go around and hand people chocolate bunnies. You know it. He used to turn rock, wasn't, rocks it wasn't, into chocolate bunnies. Hey, it wasn't loaves and fishes, it was bunnies and, and cumberbatches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but like oh. a lot of times the church would come in and they would adapt pagan holidays to get the locals to conform to what that that's why we so have Christmas what trees. Pagan yeah. holiday Christmas used to had be uh, chocolate bunnies. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe somebody that's watching could tell us. I mean, cuz like I want one of these. They look tasty. Well, uh, you remember how I ordered that movie while we were on the air? <laughs> I mean, you could do it. I don't know where to find these to buy. It doesn't mention where. It just has the photo. It says, um, it's just a bunch of articles. There's like, oh, here's a price. Uh, holy crap, $52.80 for a 400-gram Cumber Bunny. <laughs> oh, Benedict Cumber Bunny is great. Are you kidding me? Like that, look these look these look so bizarre. They are bizarre, but that's what makes them fantastic. Oh my god, chocolatician.com. I think I found where I can buy them. Yes, I did. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so there's different flavors. We have the milk chocolate cumber bunny with gold lust dust finish. The chocolate dark the, char- the dark chocolate cumber bunny with bronze lustre dust finish and the is it leche L U S T R E okay never mind uh, and then the white chocolate cumber bunny with twenty two karat gold bow tie yes sir that's the one whenever right. whenever I see stuff like this it always reminds me of that one clip of someone like taking a spoon to like a dog shaped cake and a dog is nearby watching it and it freaks the hell out <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right. No. I have seen the videos of the cats freaking out with the cucumbers. Which I then uh, tried on my cats. One of them tried to eat the cucumber, and the other one was just like, I'm fed up with your shit, and walked away. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is great. This is fantastic. We're going to get a, get ourselves a... Are you literally cumber. ordering them? No. Are you ordering them? No. You should. I am. I just said no. I was oh, lying. Oh, gosh. So Kevin Smith, everybody. Dude, so Kevin Smith, I'm everybody. I'm so excited for this movie. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know what, Ian? It's 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 no secret that you are a Jay and Silent Bob fan. Oh, dude, I'm a giant Jay and Silent. Okay, yep, it's ordered. It's not a secret um, that you're also a very big Jay fan. Yes. Well, no. So, so I've been keeping an eye on Mary this since Jay. Mary Jane. I'm in love with marriage. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway. Um, look at me. I'm in. I can see real pretty. Uh, not, not the point. Um, but no, so 
I mean, I've been waiting for this to happen ever since they announced it forever right. ago now. And then we, I got to see them do the scene from the movie when they came here to do Jane's and Bob Get Old. Um, they've been posting photos the entire time. They just wrapped production. The thing I'm most excited about, though, is he shared a photo yeah. of him, Jason Mewes, and Jamie Lauren Adams. Joey, or, sorry, Joey Lauren Adams. Joey Lauren Adams played Alyssa Jones in... in, in um, Chasing Amy, right. which is hands down my favorite Kevin Smith film in the Viewisk universe. Um, which, fun fact, I had to explain to Cole what the Viewisk universe was. You did? He's only ever seen Clerks. Well, I mean, hey. That's the one that everyone's seen. No, I know. I know. But, like, Mallrats, Dogma. That's, that's like, very true. J- Jane very true. Bob Trick Back. A lot of people have seen yeah. that. Even, you know... Um, we gotta so watch, is, you gotta watch those, man. So this is this is a reboot? No. So it's a sequel, but the joke is is that they basically find out that someone in Hollywood's rebooting Blunt Man and Chronic. So they have to go right. back to Hollywood to stop the reboot. That's stupid. No, that's awesome. That's stupid. That's awesome. There's literally a line in the movie where it's like, come on, Silent Bob, we're going back to Hollywood. It's great. I'm well, excited. Does it look at least halfway decent? <laughs> I mean, I don't really see much. They just see behind the scenes photos and stuff, oh. but it looks like everyone from all the movies is back. Oh, fair enough. You know, um, but uh, yeah, so I'm really freaking. I think I think it's going it. to be a fun film. You know, I, I, I agree. I enjoyed Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I enjoyed Clerks One and Two. I haven't seen Mallrats, which you've already been. I've already been berated for. Yep. I want to see it. It's not like I'm opposing seeing it. Um, right. I think that you know what? It's great that they're they're still keeping this this uh, this train going. So, mm-hmm. so yes, yes to that. Damn, my wallet's in the car. Well, you know what? <laughs> I have to finish ordering this cumber to, bunny later. You have to order the cumber bunnies later and continue yeah. doing the show. What? You know, what's, work. What's this, the what's thing that we're doing about? right now. Fine, I'll order the cumber bunny later. Um, so. Guess what? Chicken butt. Gambit movie news. Uh, Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> I still don't think it's I No, I don't think it is. Before we go down either. this trail, I did see an amazing Gambit and Rogue cosplay at C2E2. Um, it was like steampunk. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah I saw Gambit that one. had like, like cards like in like holsters like they could shoot out. It was it was pretty neat. Yeah, it's so really really elaborate. My big thing with Gambit is that I know no matter what we're not getting how he looks in the comics. There's just no way they're gonna do that with his well, headband like, thing. And yeah, the, or not the headband, the headgear thing. Well, you're never gonna get like how Wolverine like his costume. Looks I in the bet comics. you we do. I bet you Marvel does it. Oh yeah. I bet you Marvel nails the shit out of it. Marvel will not look what they did for like you know. Well, I guess I mean Spider Man. They've always done. Yeah, Spider Man was all the that's same even, thing. Yeah, Spider Man's really hard to screw up his but, costume. Um, but he's basically looked the same since he since essentially, he started. yeah, give or take the webs and various different alterations of the costume. Sure. He's got more years, detail, but, but his costume is stayed well, relatively. No, the same. he's always had every now and then had different costumes. I mean, like in Spider. I mean, his game. basic look. Oh though. yeah, the basic look's always been generally the same. Yeah. Um, but so Simon Kinberg, the, uh-huh. the longtime producer of the X Men films, basically says that, um, like, Disney is reevaluating. Like these movies, so like it's not necessarily that they're dead, but they're taking they're, a look at it through their eyes. Now. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I think the fact that this movie didn't happen, like like there was no iteration of this version of Gambit in any of the other films, is going to heavily influence their decision. Very true. Um, but they've been talking about a spinoff too. 
uh, Gambit spinoff movie. No, since, since Origins. Uh, since Origins. Yeah, and Taylor Kitsch played him, which was... Ugh. Look at me, I can fly by spinning my staff. Like, what the fuck I mean, I thought oh, that was kind of cool. But the no, movie was nothing garbage. in that movie was cool. So I nothing in that movie since, was cool. Since they we were, ruined Deadpool. You know, since we were kind of talking about costumes and knocking it out of the park, I actually, uh, you know, my my wonderful puppies woke me up at you know typical four thirty in the morning again, and I read this interesting article while I was waiting for them to piddle, and it was talking about and obviously any Iron Man you know article or news obviously I'm gonna read but this one I found particularly interesting so this are uh, this uh, blogger was saying that he thinks mm-hmm. that Iron Man has went too far with his uh, with his costume like that Marvel has went too far and made it too awesome Iron Man what when I saw the headline I thought bullshit right but his arguments to this stuff is we lose the whole Tony Stark as a tinkerer because every single iteration of armor that he's made, there were kinks that had to be worked out. This was the first flawless piece of armor that he has put out that did everything correctly, that did everything amazing, that didn't have really technical glitches you mean and stuff. Incredible? I mean, I I loved it. I I don't think he's right or wrong. I think it's an interesting take on it, saying I mean, like. Is Marvel going to regress back to the roots? I mean, uh, a lot. This this person also complained about taking the arc reactor out of the chest, you know, because that's a whole way that Tony's paid for his sins, you know, with the shrapnel from his own. Yeah, but he bomb. hasn't had it in yeah. three years in the comics. I know, I know, like decades at this and, point. And, and, I know. And here's the thing: one. The armor can't be that flawless if Thanos didn't stab the shit out of, stab the shit out of him. Well, he ran out of nanobots. Yeah, yeah. He Second, ran out of nanobots. Secondly, it's it kind of stretches believability that he wouldn't be trying to look for a way to get that shrapnel out of him after all these years. Yeah, and there was, but it was kind of like a throwaway, like at the end of Iron Man three. He's like, oh yeah, I figured out how to get the shrapnel out of my heart, like. Well, he also destroyed all his suits, which they completely retconned in Age of Ultron. Well, no, I mean, they just didn't, it's necessarily like he got really bored and started making a bunch more again, you know? Yeah, essentially. But I just thought it was an interesting way to look at it, you know, looking at Tony as the tinkerer, as the mechanic, you know? As this guy that's always been, you know, just like uh, bringing up the line Obadiah Stane says, you know, Tony Stark built this armor with a box of scraps in a cave, and then the response was, well, I'm not Tony Stark. So, yeah, so. it's just it was just a really cool article. The, the way the the way this guy was putting it out there, like, you know, I'd love to see a more of a mechanical, scaled back, you know, back to his roots kind of armor. But at the same time, I'm a huge fucking fan of Bleeding Cool armor. Oh, it was awesome. Huge Bleeding fan edge. of that. Yeah, Bleeding Cool that website. Yes, it's a, it's a cool website. It is. But I'm just saying, I just wanted to put that out there. It was a cool article. If you can find it, I can't find who wrote it. If I, you could find it, send it to me. I lost it. I lost the article. It was four in the morning, but it was good. Anyways, anywho, Lex. Yes, Luther. So I finally caught up on the last handful of weeks of Supergirl. Um, wow, John. That's my. That's, I want. That's the Lex Luther I want. He's so great. Does he beat out your Smallville Lex Luthor? No, no, no one will ever top Michael Rosenbaum. I don't think. I mean, I, I only maybe John Hamm could. 
Yeah, John, John Hamm would John be amazing. But here's the thing, though: it's all about the writing. Or uh, Brian sure. Cranston. Brian Cranston would be great too. It's it's a it's about how the character's written, and, it, and I've never really enjoyed how they've written the character in any of the various versions. I thought. Um, while I hated how he looked as the character Jesse Eisenberg's in the beginning, at the very beginning, before he started going completely nutso, was definitely going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, because half of no, 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 I, no. You can't say I don't disagree. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong, though. <laughs> um, because Lex Luthor, it, it, his whole thing is is the ability to get away with what he does because his public persona. Yes, is, is so. Like he is a philanthropist. He's he's loved by most people. Like, you know, he gets away with all the stuff he gets away with because he is not your standard. Oh yeah, he's criminal. Like in, the, in the DCAU, he yeah. literally says, "I own Metropolis." Yeah, well, so yeah. you're basically so, saying like when he's playing basketball and he's got yeah. like, you can see all of his employees. Yeah, and- he's meant to be a fun like in public. He's very. Fun-loving guy. He's very like easygoing. He's he's the um, people's people. I, I wouldn't say so much the basketball thing, but more so how he acted as like the head of the company and in public. Okay, you know what I mean. That's more so what I meant. More so his public image in the beginning of that movie is way more akin to what Lex Luthor should be in a live-action film. Yeah. Now that being said, the second he starts to go off the rails. It's like, okay, yet another person bringing freaking Heath Ledger's Joker into their performance as a villain. Yeah. You know? But I, I get what you're saying, you know, because that, that is an important aspect of it, is is that mm-hmm. that, pers- that I can get yeah. away with it because and, and, of that, that public persona that he's built. Yeah, and at the very core of the character, when you look back at stuff like from the Chris Reeves movies and he has the wig on, Lex Luthor would never wear a wig that is below him. He takes pride in his bald head. Like, it makes him superior. Like, it, there, he doesn't hide who he is at all. Except he does. Except, well, I, I meant, like, physically. Oh, yeah. yeah he's very physically. proud to be a human, yes. and that's why he hates Superman exactly. so much. And, and it, like, Lex is supposed to be so smart that he's just, like, diabolical. You know what I mean? Like the way he looks at things in his head is is bigger and better and more apt than anyone else. He's the best and worst of uh, hum- of the human race. Yes, in one person, absolutely. He absolutely is. In fact, a lot of what I really like about this this Supergirl version um, is that it was very much a, like at one point his sister goes, "You're just mad. It's not you." And he was like, I was the man of tomorrow. Like, I was, you know, the one who was going to be humanities, whatever. And then, you know, the alien, blah, 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 blah. It's really cool. The first time you see him is a flashback to four years ago when he has, like, his his sister, like, captured on a chair. And behind him is when he tried to turn the sun red. It, it was re- it was a really cool moment from the comic. At one point in the comics, he tries to turn the sun red to basically right, get so Superman. Right, so negate his and powers. And so you see that going on, and it was pretty cool. And, and, like, the way he plays everyone and the way that he, like— it's it's that's it's damn good Lex Luthor. I was I was very like, huh, John Cryer, but nope, he's great. He's uh, great, enough. and I think these are some of the best episodes of Supergirl because it's been awesome. I like, gotta get you, back. You have you have uh, man, you have the Elite running around. You have Manchester Black and the Elite running around mm-hmm. right now. Um, Supergirl is in its own continuity, right? No, not anymore. It She's was part of the CW. It was until they brought it over um, to the CW. And now they have like world crossovers. Oh, like the multiverse exists. 
in in the TV shows. Theoretically, somewhere in that multiverse is the films. How how did how did uh, you know? CBS think that they were going to keep that property like when they started creating the show. Um, actually, they voluntarily gave it up because they're both owned by the same parent company. Anyway, they're both owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, oh. so all right, which is owned by. So it, this uh, was all a someone. ploy. This was all. Uh, a no, big I, I don't ploy. think so. I think this was actually meant to be a bigger, better budgeted version than the CW shows, and the ratings just didn't match with what they were putting out. So they switched it to CW. It's shot in Vancouver now. It's um, that's why they lost. Um, what uh, what's her name? Who played Cat Grant? Mm. She left the show because they moved the show to Vancouver, as opposed. To, I think it was L.A. Um, but no, it's 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 a good show. I, I like. I mean, it has some of my favorite characters in the comics, like Martian Man. Well, you're a big John Jones. I'm fan. I'm a huge John Jones fan, mm-hmm. and he and I hated what they were doing with that at first, and then they revealed the whole twist, and I'm like, oh, I dig that. Like that was really cool because originally they had Martian Manhunter's alter ego be Hank Henshaw, and that just pissed me off because like Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite characters, and then it, there's a whole big thing about how he's not actually Hank Henshaw, and like it's it's really awesome. It's it's really good. It's probably like quality wise, consistently the best like superhero show. Yeah. Out of all of those, because I thought the Flash started off great, totally has went downhill. Really, same I haven't thing, watched any of season. Arrow. No, five. see, I think Arrow um, started off okay, dropped off, and then the last couple seasons have probably been the best seasons of the show. Really? Oh yeah. No, the uh, the last uh, specifically the That's first not season. The I've been hearing. Oh no, no, that specifically the first um, the first season with. Um, Oh, I can't think of his name. We interviewed him. Oh, Kirk Acevedo. Yeah, Kirk Acevedo. He is amazing as his villain, and that season is probably my favorite season of Arrow, period. It's really good. Well, it's my favorite. That's besides the Teen Titans cartoon. That's my favorite version of Slade. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a great. Oh version. yeah, that's Slade. A great Slade. version of Slade. Yeah. Although I'm very interested to see how they take care of that on on Titans. Because not only are we getting Slade, we're not only getting Deathstroke, we're also getting Ravager. Who mm-hmm. is, um, do they know who's playing him? Yes, but I don't remember off the top of my head who it is. It's um, If there was only oh, some source to tell us information I, I if I'm not mistaken, he was, a guy, he was actually on Jericho, if I'm not mistaken, um, which I loved Jericho was a terrific show. Such a good show, it got canceled twice. Ron Perlman will always be the voice of Slade for me, from Teen I mean, Titans. he's great. Yeah. He's great. Um... But yeah, no. So um, the big rumor right now with Marvel, mm-hmm. well, outside of Avengers and all that jazz, is is that Angelina Jolie is supposedly up for a role in the Eternals. Okay, what are the Eternals? So the Eternals are essentially these really ancient, powerful beings. They're not celestials, but they're like oh, there's a lot of those almost <laughs> celestials. Right, um, celestial light. They're almost like another celestial light. No, I would say uh, if boy. you're if if you're looking to compare them to something, they're almost like the new gods. Yeah. In DC. Oh, you mean like almost the, the people who are fighting apocalypse? Yeah, almost. It's a, it's kind of a gross oversimplification, but um, but yeah, you know. Oh. I, I, I'm excited for it. I, I think. Any it's, idea on who she's playing? Um, there's one rumor that she could be playing, oh my god, what's the character's name? Honestly, the cosmic side of Marvel is the thing I know least about when it comes to, like, that stuff. Like, I know a lot about the X-Men cosmic side of stuff with, like, the Shi'ar and mm-hmm. and Vulcan, like, the third Summer's brother and all that stuff, but 
Doesn't apocalypses like powers come from like the Kree or something? No, they come from the Celestials, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, technically, um, the Eternals, if I'm not mistaken, recently in the comics, the Eternals were basically the reason that all of like any superheroes on Earth have their powers. So, yeah. Or Celestials. One of the two. I, I thought it was, it was genetics. No, but they're saying something that happened long, 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 long time ago um, caused what it caught. Yeah. And Celestials or the Eternals is one of the two. There's just too many entities out there. There really is. Yeah, so, that's the problem when you get into the cosmic powers is like just the idea that all of these entities exist within this universe. It just it, it strains uh, it strains belief at some points. Yeah, Jack Kirby created them. Yeah, they're totally meant to be the Marvel version of the new gods. Well, while we figure all this out, we're gonna take a short break and play a little clip for you that we think is fairly interesting. Yeah, and then so, we're gonna totally trash X later oh afterwards. Boy. Well, all I've right. Been waiting for this. <laughs> all right, I guess that's what we're gonna do. So we'll see you on the other side. Someone says to me like, "Oh, like Batman killed a guy." I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> really?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like. I'm like, wake the fuck up. It's like, yes. it's like, yes. you know, that's all. So, so like, I, I guess that's like, that's what I'm saying about like, you know, once you've like lost your virginity to this fucking movie, and then you come and say to me something about like, oh, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm like, down the fucking road on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it's a cool point of view. Look, I'm 100% fine with it. There, it's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent, you know? My heroes didn't fucking, you know, lie to America. My heroes didn't, you know, embezzle money from their corp. My heroes didn't fucking commit any atrocities i'm like that's cool but you're living in a fucking dream world okay so and all, and i guess you know so the cool thing is like so mythologically speaking i'm a hundred percent fine and by the way and i love more than anything you know superman and batman but in you know in the same way that Alan Moore had was fed up with the fucking like, okay, no, you know, they do this. Clearly, this is a response to like where Watchmen, Watchmen talks about comic books in the same way that this movie talks about comic book movies, but it talked about comic books at their most, they had already, they were broken, you know? So he was just addressing that. Move, the thing with comic book movies is, and I'm a, you know, I'm a fan. Like I love, I go and see them, and I love them, and I, I don't have. Are you? Are you a fan, Mr. Snyder? This go. This just proves everything we've been complaining about since he started. The, okay. This guy has no idea what people freaking want in their superhero movies. He doesn't. Like okay, yeah, realistically, like okay, Batman kills, whatever. That's not the point. Like the whole point of these characters is that they are above. 
it all. And yes, some of the best storylines are where they do bad stuff or they do things that are morally questionable to save the day in the end. But like, there's no fucking way Bruce Wayne and Bellish and, and Bezels from fucking Wayne Corp. Like, there's okay. no way. Okay. Because me... if he did that, there'd be a clear trail back to who he is. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me uh, put my perspective on it because I read a couple uh, articles on it. I get where he's coming from in the sense that, like, now in this day and age, we're learning so many, like, sordid details about people we used to idolize, like musicians or actors or whoever. And I, I do think it does, like, realistically, yeah, Batman's probably caused, like, irreparable permanent brain damage to the people he beats up. But on the other hand, I don't read comics as a total 100% recreation of real life. I mm-hmm. read comics to escape from real life to a certain extent. Yeah, it's escapism, for yeah, sure. And, and, and just to... Like, what are you? What are you really adding to the character by just adding that kind of sorted stuff to him? Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Because everything has to be extreme and gritty. Well, here's here's the big thing. Batman has that rule that he doesn't kill. No, the rule is no guns. Well, no guns. Okay, but you know, but he tries to stay on the line of like not killing yes. because he knows that he's in a dark place. And he could easily fall over that edge and basically just just be more of a, a villain. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and so it's, it's important because he's had this trauma at losing his parents at a young age, uh, and it developed him into who he was for seeking justice, and, and he's like, I have to become what I'm chasing— like you have to have that line of separation, yeah. and I think for Zack Snyder to sit up here and say that we're living in a dream world, it's like, buddy, you're living in a dream world. You've messed up all these movies. Yeah, you've well, broken like... them, and people are mad at DC mainly because of you. Yeah, look, the first two films that they released post Zack Snyder having a hand in anything are their biggest hits. Yeah, and that is a perfect segue into Shazam Watch because we got to see a sneak preview of Shazam. We all did, didn't we? Wait, you didn't go. No. I didn't go to that screening, but I went to the one before that earlier in the week, yeah. Let me say Home Run. Yeah, I liked it. Because they... I would say a triple. I would say they hit a triple. No, but okay, maybe normally, but contrasting to what we've been getting, like look, yes, they, for DC that was a they home played run. into the camp, they played into the fun of the movie, yeah, the some of the the jokes all landed, yeah, they didn't go too far, and it was great. The, that, and we're not going to say what, but there's a thing in the third act that, yep. I did not see coming. I am so pumped they did that, and I like I loved that. Without giving it away, there was something I saw. Oh, you told that, me this. That yeah. proved that that was that was coming, I and had I forgot no about that. And then then it happened. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I saw this thing. But it was just like, it, it's a terrific film. You know, uh, you know. I think Chuck did a great job not being Chuck. Uh, yes, yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, I just the, the the only the only issues I had is it just seemed like uh, Zachary Levi and then his younger counterpart. Um, it's like when he got big. 
Yeah. It's like he got a little bit more childish than he was. Yeah. But I guess you could say getting all that, you know, power right. and things would like that would make you act kind of childish. Sure. At times. Oh, sure. Yeah, so I, I can I can let that go. Yeah. But I mean, and you know, uh, our buddy David Budzeski was with us. David is very, very, very critical on films and things like that, especially superhero films. Especially cape shit as he calls it and he actually enjoyed Shazam and he said that the few problems that he had he could overlook because it was a good movie yeah no, so, I, I definitely, I, it was this, one of those films I quite enjoyed it will I buy it when it comes out probably not will I watch it on whatever streaming platform it inevit- inevitably ends up on yeah more than once probably I'm not I'm definitely going to check it out and honestly like I haven't even seen it yet but I'm pleasantly surprised you enjoyed it because I was ready to absolutely hate it because I did not um, the trailers did not win me over? Well, the, the funny thing for well, they held I, think, I think the first thing I said when I told Andy about what I thought about it, I'm like, is the first DC movie since Man of Steel where I didn't sit there and just groan the entire time. Yeah, and that's saying something. Yeah, no, literally, I felt I I hated Justice League so much that I knew I was ruining Andy's time. You as did. Well. I mean, I mean, it was it was a bad movie, and my time mm-hmm. was already you know ruined. But it was just like, I'm the type of guy that when I go to a movie, I like, and I'm with somebody, I like to check on them and gauge where they're at. I don't know why, but it's just like, I want everyone to have an enjoyable yeah. experience. And yeah. so if somebody's not enjoying something, it's oh, like, man. Within, it's like by the time uh, she was standing on the scales of justice, which is what, less than five minutes into you the were, film, you were I done. was literally just palm on face, like down in my chair, like this is going to be a long movie. Oh, you should have seen me and Ian during Venom and uh, oh, Dress Park boy. Fallen Kingdom. Dude, yeah. I still want to see Venom. No, you don't. I still no. You really, I, you no, really you don't. don't. I need to. You know, I'll tell you this. I rewatched it the other day because it's on digital now. It's not as bad as when we first saw it, but it's still horrible. I still want to see it's it. It's not. It's not Catwoman levels of bad, but no. it's really there's no basketball really scene in it. No, there's no bad. God, uh, wait a second. Is there a scene with the basketball? <laughs> I don't remember. I think there was. Booyah. That sounds like a thing that happened in that movie. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know. So, There's a part where he uh, runs into a restaurant and starts eating crabs right out of the tank. Yeah, that's that cool. That was, what? It's not. No, it's not. As Eddie Brock, not as Venom. What? Eddie Brock runs into there and starts <laughs> That's eating them. That's even better. Um, oh, man, I got to see this train wreck. It's, but um, you know what I really want to see? Huh. Guardians of the Galaxy Dude, 3. the fact that James Gunn's back on board and that this is happening again. Right. And some of these rumors that are happening right now. But what's like, the latest rumor? So the big rumor is that we're going to get some freaking Mark Hamill. Uh-huh. Guardians 3. As? As the creator of Rocket Raccoon. I think it's perfect. And I could already hear the voice. The, the mad scientist yeah, yes. kind of. So, so in the comics, back. in the, in the uh, comics, Rocket is from a planet called Half World, which is essentially a world where they take, like, animals and genetically modify them to be companions for like mentally ill people oh that's nice um not so much in the comics um but well i mean the, i mean the, it's a thought that counts right it's, it's animal counts. enslavement essentially um, so well yeah but they're making them smart. but the other rumor right now is that they are looking to cast someone for adam warlock the two people who are supposedly up for it right now are yep. lucas till uh-huh who was um havoc in the, right. in the second generation of X-Men films. Which is a, and then Zac Efron. Which is Kelsey's favorite actor. You know, I'll tell you this. Zac Efron took a while 
but he has won me over. Oh, he's a great um, actor. Twenty or seventeen again. Yeah, Kelsey's really excited about this. It's great. She um, is. She's back there just chatting in my ear right now, saying I, she is so excited. She wants more Zac Efron. I, I caught. Um, I caught. Uh, she's uh, not ba- saying Baywatch. That. That was funny. It was actually for for what it was. It takes it does not take itself seriously at all. It is very much aware of what it is, and it's actually pretty funny. The he's opening, also really opening that, credits. Uh, he's also really good in that uh, that Seth Rogen movie where they're like neighbors or whatever. No neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that movie where they're neighbors? Yeah. Neighbors? No, that's not neighbors. it. What's that? What's that movie? It's 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 the story about all the toys. Toy Story. No, yeah. that's not it. Small soldiers. That's it. Uh, but that no, I mean, great. here's my thing. Here's my thing. Honestly, I'd be cool with that. Now, is it, of is it because you do see him as the perfect man? No, no. Because isn't Adam Warlock supposed to be? He's supposed to be the perfect man. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who would I think the perfect man is? Let's 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 go around the room. Hmm. Ian, you're first. Who's the perfect man? Oh, that's tough. Can I say the Vitruvian Man and just call it a day? What? No. No, I didn't hear you. Oh, I said I'm just going to say the Vitruvian Man and call it a nope, day. I, nope, nope, nope. Uh, we're committing to this bit. Um, committing to this bit. Let's see. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Who's the perfect man? If you had to spend your life with one man... Hugh one Jack- man. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Who would my one man be? Or Columbo. 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 God, that is. I I I think I would go. Uh, who's my perfect man? Oh, you, you know, know what? what? I got it. What perfect man is Richard Ajawadi. <laughs> That's a good choice. Or Tom Hanks. A little, little out of left field. It takes place in the past, Roy. But. Uh, yeah, so some um, pretty cool, actually. We got our first look at um, some stuff from the set of Morbius. Yes! Um, nothing crazy. Uh, we get a little bit of Matt Smith. We get a little bit of Jared Leto. And then this one thing that everyone thinks is going to be a huge tie into Craven the Hunter. Apparently, there's a, a Craven pastries truck. Or it's just a throwaway. I'm craving these Craven what? claws. If, any, if anything, maybe they make him like. A big like industrialist guy who like actually goes out and hunts big game. That could maybe, be cool. Maybe, that could be cool. Maybe I really like what they did with him on um, Spectacular Spider-Man, where they made him like the host of a reality t- hunting show. Well, everything they did in Spectacular Spider-Man was, was such awesome. A good show. If that show went longer, that could have been like the definitive Spider-Man. Is that series. the one that had um, like Nova? Spectacular. Quit Spider-Man. your singing. Yes, we get it. You have no, an angelic voice. That's not the point of singing. Well, that it is, but that's not the point of me singing. 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 Is that the one that had like Nova and? No, Iron Fist? that's Ultimate Spider-Man, and I okay. hate that show. That's that's the one that's tied into Avengers Assemble, uh, which which was the reason that Earth's Mightiest Heroes was canceled, which could have been like the greatest superhero freaking cartoon of all time if it lasted longer than two seasons. I thought it was great. Dude, it's so good. You get so many things. You get the Wrecking Crew. You get Kang. You get like. Ah, so many things. Nope, the DCAU still stands. I mean, the DCAU is amazing. Except I gotta say, Reign of Super, Reign of the Superman, and Death of Superman, probably the two most lackluster animated films they've done wow. in, a, in a while. But that's a, a bad DC animated film is still better than most of the animated films Marvel puts out. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've, I've been reading. Yeah. Um, I've been finally sitting down to read All Star Superman. It's and I, so good, and I've noticed that they made an animated adaptation. Is that any good? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude. The DC animated films are all good. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should do a Red Sun. 
Don't get me started. I want so bad. And actually, the Lex Luthor storyline in Supergirl, they're calling it Red, uh, Red Daughter. Because oh. there's a, a, yeah, it's awesome. It's a, there's like a basically black kryptonite guy used and it split Supergirl. So like one of them ended up in like Kaznia. Um, so and there's she's two like, Supergirls now. Well, she's, she's the Red Daughter. She was raised by essentially Russians. Duh. But uh, yeah, no, I, I want, if they're going to, if this Joker movie does well, I think they're, that opens that swings the door wide open for Elseworld movies. I want a live action man or bread son. I think it would. Be I think really it would good. be so cool. I don't think we'll ever get it, but no. we could theorize. They've been tossing it around the last couple of years. That coming up, we're going to get a red sun animated film. Well, then I mean, at least we get that, and if that does really well, then yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to jump forward a couple of things, and we'll go back a little bit do. just because you do, you we're talking about all the DC animated stuff mm-hmm. right now, and they actually just put out the um, the voice cast for Hush. Oh, good. Um, which I'm so excited to see Hush like is it in a live DC action. Film? Yes, yeah. It's ba- well, Hush is based on a, a storyline. Right. Yeah. The from guy the who, imperson- who impersonates Bruce Wayne. Yes, um, but then also that actually ends up leading into the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Which they've already established. Have they? No, I don't think, I don't they, think they have. have they've established that Jason Todd is dead. Yes, but I don't think they ever touched on the. Hmm. Did he ever? Did I thought they did they put him in the Lazarus Pit already? I thought there was some animated thing. Where no, they that's did that. that's um. Well, there's under the Red Hood, which is the animated film. But oh, in the New Fifty Two right. universe, I don't know if that's continuity because mm. it's pre Flashpoint. Mm. Um, but. But yeah, they're saying the the it's taking some liberties with the source materials. Um, but yeah, it's it's the standard you know DC New Fifty Two universe cast. You got Jason O'Mara as Batman, Jennifer Morris, and this Selena Kyle, Jerry O'Connell as Superman, Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane, Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor, Sean Maher as uh, Nightwing slash Bruce Thomas. Hmm. Oh no, no, man, Bruce Thomas is Jim Gordon. There we go. Bring back Brian Cranston as, as Jim Gordon. Hmm. I yeah. thought oh he was in, in year uh, one. Batman Year One. Yeah. Batman Year One. He was Jim Gordon, and I thought yeah. it, I you know I enjoyed his performance in that very much. So yeah, I think he would make a really good Jim Gordon. Hmm. He'd make a good Lex Luthor. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, you're just saying that because of the Walter White aspect. Yeah, so because we've seen him bald and we've this seen is him interesting, maniacal. Though I'm very curious to see. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I'm but, curious uh, to see how this Brian works. Brian Cranston could play anything, though. Is yes, the thing. I agree. Yeah, um, but Damien's in this. Mm. Damien is not a part of the Hush storyline in the comics. This is actually in the Hush storyline, if I'm not mistaken, was out like 15 years before Damien was even a thing. <sighs> No, I mean, they'll, they'll fit what? it into the DCU. Uh, yeah, but I'm just not the biggest was fan. Is it that old? I don't I'm not the biggest fan of Damian Wayne. Hush is from 20, 2002 to 2003. Okay. So Damian Wayne's about 10 years after that. Huh, I did not realize that he was not around for that long. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Damian came around, uh, yeah, maybe 2010-ish. But still, he's not around, so maybe maybe they're retconning him in. I well, mean, they're definitely going to retcon him in to fit. The uh, like the sta- like the story of the um, the new Fifty Two universe and the Bat Family and God, the- this gets so confusing. <laughs> oh, dude, DC continuity specifically is just so confusing because not only do you have like multiple versions of there's like four Robins, multiple timelines, there's multiple, multiple timelines, years. multiple Earths. Mul- yeah, it's all freaking over the is place. Is Marvel not as bad? Do you think? Oh, you know what? I guess Damian Wayne was introduced in uh, two thousand six. But still, he didn't. I don't think he really 
came into his own until much later. No, definitely not. Because well, he appeared as Damien first and, and then yeah. became Robin later. And then a lot of people didn't like him for a while. I still don't like oh, him. Oh, I love Damien as a character. I think he's great. He's a little shit. Well, no, I see. That's why I love the character. Because, yeah. because who should be the rightful heir to Batman? Batman's son. Batman never had a son, so it was Dick Grayson. Now we have Damien, who biologically should be the heir to the, to the cowl. But at the same time, will he ever prove himself to be the right replacement as opposed to the like the one who it should be yeah you know what i mean because into dick grayson as far as i'm concerned even though he's went off and became nightwing and blah 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 he if anyone should take over as batman now skill wise tim drake tim drake is batman he is a mini batman he is smarter than batman in some in some regards to like the detective stuff and the computer stuff skill set wise it should have been tim yeah, I mean, and I, but I mean, we did get a glimpse into what if Dick Grayson, you know, portrayed the role as you mean, Batman. You mean Damien? Are no, you talking no, no. about the, in the Battle in, for ba- the Cow? No, uh, in uh, Bad Blood. Yes. Well, no. So that's based off a storyline where Bruce Wayne, quote unquote, dies, mm-hmm. and then Dick becomes Batman. Damien becomes is that the his fight Robin. For, is that the fight for the cowl storyline? Battle for the cowl. Battle for the cowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then basically, what happened? You find out that Bruce Wayne actually got sent back in time, and that he had to like because they'll never really come. kill off Batman. <laughs> no, I mean you, you can't though, Bruce. You can't kill off Bruce Wayne. He no. is Batman. It won't feel. It's not like any other character where like. You know, it took people decades to get used to Wally West as the Flash. Yeah, true. And then the second they brought back Barry Allen, it was like, oh, no, the real Flash is back. Be gone with you. Yeah. Well, that that and, you know, when we lost Ca- uh, Captain America for yeah. a bit. And, you know, I mean, that's happened like, so many times. We had the U.S. Right. agent take over. We've had Bucky take over. We've had Falcon take over. Right. But it's so never many, it doesn't feel right. Always comes back to the main person. Always. I can't think of a single superhero who has died and passed on the mantle that has not came back eventually, except for Captain Marvel. Uh, what about uh, mm-hmm. what about Spectre? Spectre? The original Spectre died, didn't it? It was taken over by Hal well, Jordan? Yeah, well... No, but then they brought him back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Spectre is, is more of a... It's a yeah, it's like a... It's, it's a, a spirit entity. thing. Yeah. What about you know? the spirit? Well, I've got egg on my face. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate you. Well, um, that's a, that's a, that's good. But yeah, so um, we got a look at um, a couple of posters that came out. Um, the first one, which the thing that's most interesting to me on this one is the Chinese poster for Endgame. Yeah. yeah. None of it blew, None of it really surprised me at all, except for the fact that Valkyrie is on it. Yeah. And she's in those other posters yeah. that they just put out, too. Yeah. So I think Valkyrie is in it. That makes me happy. And the other thing is Oh, she's that, in it for um, sure. Thanos is in the background. Well, we all knew Thanos was going to be back. Yeah, but I think he is still the main villain of the entire thing. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. That being said, I wouldn't be shocked if there is a bigger threat still. Because Maybe. even because even in like they said the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, there ends up being bigger threats. Thanos just takes them That's down. True. But this is not that. It's still its they, own thing. I know, but they freaking followed it pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they fit. They changed it to fit the rest of the Marvel universe. Yeah. But I would be shocked if we end up not getting seeing Nebula getting that gauntlet on her hand and going crazy, and her end up being the bigger threat. I really want Galactus. I do too. So Silver bad. Surfer, Galactus. Dr. Doom. Um, anyway, so this is the real the real poster I wanted to talk about that leaked, supposedly. 
is the Star Wars Episode Nine poster. Yeah, you know? let's let's have a conversation here. First let's... off, who the frick is that alien? Um, that I little can tell s- you. little squid Billy hanging out. I well, it's obviously you. a new character in the film. I can tell you though. His name is Mori Povich. So um, that character's name is. So the girl with the helmet is Zori. I knew that. Um, the girl on the top right is Jana, and a lot of people think that she is, in fact, Lando's daughter. Um, well, she's got the cape. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and then I damn, I can't find the alien, his name. But I found a thing where the everyone was named. But there's also a character sheet where you get to see Billy D. Williams as Lando, and he has an awesome ass cane. Yeah, little pimp cane. He, I, that alone, right there. Having Billy D. Williams back, I know I've said it all the time, but like that's the first right step for me. I feel like you are glossing over the most important thing. Oh, the part that C-3PO is now 3PO a badass? has not only Chewbacca's bowcaster, but his bandolier. Yeah. The same bandolier. I mean, they're both in the picture. And he's also, he has Ray's, um, from the first one, he has Ray's little stick, stick thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what's up with that? I mean, I have no reason to think that this isn't real. I mean, these are all new real things. Do well, yeah. you, you heard what Mark yeah. Hamill? If this was fake, then someone inside production took some real production photos and made yeah. a fake poster. Yeah. Well, you looks... you heard what Mark Hamill said, right? I did not. He said uh, in a response on Twitter, it seems like it's like a like a really good fan made thing. So it is real. Y- yeah. Mark, when Mark, yeah. Mark, when you got it, Mark Hamill basically says the opposite of what's up. Yeah. But we've got. Uh, I mean, we got Knights of Ren finally in the uh, in the in the. Image. Finally, back from buying the new Death Star, we got yeah. the Knights of Ren. Buy the new Death Star. I swear to God, if there's a Death Star in this movie, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> there won't be. There better not. I be. doubt. I, uh, I think I love, we're gonna get some. The rumor right now is we're gonna get a real different villain. I love the red stormtroopers. Yeah, those are cool. That's, Apparently, those are the Knights of Ren stormtroopers. Oh, it's like his own private private force. <laughs> Yeah, the private force yeah. has their own private force. That's that's another that's another thing um, I wanted to bring up. Why does Kylo have his helmet back? Because because he wants it. People but got he sick destroyed of looking, it in the last one. People got sick of looking. They can make a new one. But why did he put it back on? Because, because he's he has a rage problems. Bitch. Yeah. Why? He, because he has anger issues. Because he's he killed his daddy. Oh, I'm not good to be like uncle. Screw it. Plus, but, a lot of people just but, want to punch Adam Driver's did face. Did you hear? Why? Did you he just has the- one of those faces. No, he doesn't. He totally does. No, he doesn't. He totally hey, does. Hey, I'm stopping this right now because this we got a few minutes and this is more important. Did you hear the rumored name of the film? No, I did not. I've heard a few, but nothing. Uh, this, this recent leak states that the film will be called Star Wars Episode Nine: Skywalkers. Nope. I don't buy it. No. I don't buy it. I'm still pedging my bets on a Rebellion Reborn. See, I want a new order. I want pancakes. Can Who we make that happen? Who doesn't want oh, pancakes? I want a lot of things too, Andy. Um, Freaking. So, lastly, um, and this is interesting, apparently, even before Will Smith, the producers of The Matrix actually wanted Sandra Bullock as Neo. Really? Uh huh. Uh, that would have been terrible. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I like, like I like Sandra Bullock, but I mean, like, I don't think we'd get what we got from Keanu, and I love Keanu. 
Sandra Bullock at that time, whenever she tried to do a serious dramatic role, it did not end well. I just, I just don't see it. Like, I'm fine with it, you know, being a female character. Oh, just, whoa! It, Apparently, well. Brad Pitt said yes first. And then he was shooting seven years in Tibet, said he was too exhausted afterwards. And then they went to Leonardo DiCaprio. He said yes, and then he ended up doing Titanic. Or, no, he didn't want to do this because he just did a huge visual effects movie with Titanic. I could see either of those. Then Will Smith joins in and he drops out. Hmm. What? Oh, my God. They went to Arnold Schwarzenegger hoping he'd play Morpheus. <laughs> Hello, I'm Morpheus. Would you like a red pill or a blue, blue pill? pill? They are supplements for your muscles. Nah, you, you have are the appetizing my meal of pain. Real. You have to define real. You have to <laughs> right? take your muscle pills. <laughs> you imagine pill. that? I know, right? Take your muscle pills, Neil. This, this is the Matrix. What if I told you? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's... Rubber wow, baby, baby I didn't know bumpers. any of that stuff. <laughs> it was all in that spotlight on. I, I gave you. We we could have gotten Sean Connery as Gandalf. Well, ah! I, knew, I knew that. I knew about that one, but I didn't know about Brad Pitt being. Attached. I could see him as Neo. I could see him as Neo. I didn't know, but I didn't know about any of these. Like I, I didn't know. I knew about. I knew about Will Smith, but yeah. like Brad Pitt. Freaking Leo D. Like. All right, we got we got like thirty seconds Sandy left. Sandy B. I want to know what movie role would you take like if you could take any movie role shaft shaft done okay cool no that's not my real answer too bad <laughs> oh oh fuck um, go back to ian shaft okay that's you're sticking with it um oh fuck um spider-man yeah i do spider-man no no i meant for me okay and i would clearly take urn man even though I would be an awful earned man. But to hear my real answer, you'll have to wait until next week. Because unfortunately, we are out of time here on Geek Tainment Weekly. Is Indiana Jones a superhero? That is one. See y'all later. We'll see you next week on the other side. Love ya. Bye. Bye.